Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, the podcast for your face. I'm Shazzy Hunt and on Tuesdays I chat with an expert about a beauty topic of interest. Today, I want to chat about the state of our skin since the pandemic started in 2020. And I'll kick things off by reading you an extract I found from a recent report about the Australian skincare products market. It goes like this. During the lockdown, people had more time generally to focus on their skincare routines. They have also been keen to counter any dehydration or blemishes prompted by prolonged mask wearing and spending many hours at home. This has resulted in many consumers replacing their usual salon aesthetic procedures with reputable at-home DIY treatments. Now, I don't know about all of you, but for me, this rings 100% true. But, and there is a big but to it, there is a flip side to all of that. And I want to discuss it with our guest today, Amelia Goff. Amelia is the founder of Melbourne's Fresh Face Skin Salon and has over 13 years of clinical skincare experience. And Amelia claims in the years since the COVID lockdowns ended, she's noticed a rise in a certain skin type scenario. And I want to know why. Amelia, welcome to You Beauty. Thank you so much for having me. Talk me through what you started to see since the lockdowns ended when people started returning to see you in person in salon. So specifically sensitised skins, so skins that were struggling and I guess just needing a little bit of love. So we were seeing a lot of perioral dermatitis and acne, so both of these skin conditions are inflammatory skin conditions and are very much linked to internal gut, stress, hormones and just the constant mask wearing definitely didn't help. So all that mask wearing that we were seeing over those last two years compromised our skin's pH level. So we were creating a lot of moisture when we were talking under that mask. And it was that change in pH that actually increased the moisture and provided an absolute breeding ground for bacteria to build up on that skin surface and then increase overall inflammation and irritation as a result. So, yeah, we were seeing a lot of skins that were compromised from masks, but we were also seeing those sensitised skins in regards to sensitivity and reactiveness to external product use. So that was just possibly due to just the overuse of active ingredients at home, and they were coming in with irritation, tightness, sometimes a hot sensation, flushed skin, rough texture, and just overall really uncomfortable. You mentioned the products that people were using at home. Tell me a little bit about what people were using during lockdowns that you knew they were never using before by themselves with no guidance at home. So a lot of at-home peels we were seeing, so AHA acids, so alpha-hydroxy water-soluble acids, 
BHA, so beta-hydroxy oil-soluble acids, that they were overusing. We were also seeing a lot of vitamin A products that they had implemented into their routine, so retinols, retinols, retinoic acids. And I guess it was them just giving themselves some time to read blogs and put some self-care into their skin. But as a result, they were actually over-exfoliating and therefore compromising that overall barrier structure. People are coming to you now with dry, red, irritated complexions, and they're asking for help with their sensitive skin. Is that an accurate diagnosis of what we're seeing happening? No, definitely not. Let's start off with a sensitive skin is a skin that is having an external flare-up of inflammation, so an inflammatory reactive response, and that often comes through as flushing, redness, stinging, burning, or overall just looking quite blotchy in tone. So this is when we just put our investigating hat on as skin therapists and we dive into what may be going on within their personal life, external and internally, that could be affecting their skin's health. So it's really important, number one, to understand how long their skin has been suffering with this sensitivity, as that tells us a lot. And then also looking internally and externally. So looking at factors that could be contributing to this skin sensitivity and causing this sensitized skin. What is the difference then between sensitive skin and sensitized skin? Just a few letters of difference between them, but where do the differences lie? So I think in a really quick sort of nutshell, the main difference between sensitized skin and sensitive is sensitized is usually brought on by something we're doing in our day-to-day life, whether it's external, internal or both. Once we understand that trigger, we can really understand how to move forward at relieving and calming that sensitivity and reactiveness. Now, a true sensitive skin will unfortunately not go away. We can definitely manage it. So this is where we avoid harsh cleaning products, fragrance products. We keep skincare super simple and we focus on using emollient products that focus on gentle external skin nourishment and barrier support while really calming down the reactiveness within the skin. So I love vitamin B3, niacinamide, which is our best friend when it comes to treating a true sensitive skin and a skin that is ongoing quite reactive. It helps to create a healthier, stronger and more resilient skin. So usually when we're looking at sensitized skins, true sensitive, there has to be a vitamin B3 there in their routine and ideally a niacinamide ingredient morning and night to keep the skin super calm. I also love working with natural oils, so yarrow oil, argan oil, safflower oil. They're all really omega-rich oils, so they're going to focus on replenishing the surface nourishment and calming that overall inflammation within the skin. So unfortunately, a true sensitive is passed on through our genes, and we just need to work out how to best manage it and learn our triggers. I do want to finish up by talking about how we can go about fixing sensitized skin. Where do we begin? What does your skincare routine, products and ingredients look like if you are on the path to try and fix sensitized skin? So we're just pulling back on everything. So if we're working on sensitivity, obviously, number one, we're finding the trigger and we're 
putting a pause on that trigger. And once we understand the trigger, we can understand how to control the skin as well. Let's say the trigger, which it was for many people in lockdown, probably a combination of stress but also overuse of external active ingredients. Talk about a perfect storm. (laughs) I know. And this is why it broke my heart not being able to treat our beautiful clients because inflammatory skin conditions are not only so painful, but they they get in the way of your stress because you're thinking about it every single day. We're looking at our skin in the mirror. So yeah, it's about finding a trigger. But number one, it's just about stripping back, stripping back their product usage and focusing on purely barrier loving ingredients. So, you know, vitamin B3, like we discussed, also oils, natural oils that are going to sit on the surface and actually create that beautiful lipid barrier protection so that skin has that extra support and nourishment on the surface layer. No more exfoliants, no more vitamin A's, you know, until the skin's fully recovered and we've got that inflammation under control. How long realistically will it take to get your skin out of its sensitized stage and back to regular programming? It's so hard. It's so hard to say, but, you know, on average, I would say four to eight weeks if we're being consistent and we're working externally and also internally. And I haven't touched on, you know, the importance of internal support when it comes to supporting a sensitized or sensitive reactive skin. And omega-3s, I can't talk about them enough because fish oil and supplementing your skin internally with omega-3s is going to actually support that barrier from the inside out. Every episode of You Beauty ends with a myth, so here's yours to debunk. Both sensitive and sensitized skin are always dry. True or false? I believe it's false. So a reactive or inflamed skin that is sensitive or sensitized can present with different symptoms, and it just depends on the skin and the person. So we definitely do see some dryness, but not in all cases. So often we will see red, swollen or itchy skin, stinging skin or skins that are burning, rashes or hives, overall redness within the skin, sometimes some swelling. And definitely we could see the presentation of dryness and cracking skin, you know, rough skin texture, but it's actually not always the case. So it will always vary skin to skin. And just to add to this, having a naturally dry skin can ultimately lead to actually experiencing some symptoms of skin sensitivity. We can actually see a naturally drier skin prone to sensitivity and sensitized skin reactions because it just doesn't have that protection it needs and irritants aren't going to enter the skin too quickly and easily. It's a really interesting myth to debunk and I'm glad we did it because I think just because you're like, oh, but my skin's not dry, it doesn't mean that you're not necessarily not a sensitive or sensitized skin type. Yeah, it's just skin to skin. Amelia, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia. If you want to support women's media, we'd love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's a link in the show notes. Have you ever sat at home on a Friday night with nothing to do and no one to see? I've been there. And have you thought to yourself, am I lonely or am I just alone? It's the question we've all asked ourselves at one point or another, and it's exactly what Alira Potter debunked this week on Fill My Cup. Our brains are terrible at estimating how awkward conversations are going to be and how important they are. So we tend to overestimate and think if we reach out to a friend, it's going to be really awkward. And we also think they're not going to think it's very important if we reach out to them. What we find, though, is if we do research, it's quite the opposite way around. Fill My Cup the podcast that makes you feel better. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
I'm Shazzy Hunt. Our show producer is Michaela Floriano. And tomorrow on New Beauty, Erin and Lee will be back with the latest beauty news. Bye.